I want to introduce a headline, actually a couple of headlines, and I will start with spiritual bypassing and uh, give uh, one example out of that book from Robert Augustus Masters that I read a couple of times and that definitely for me, and I passed it on to many, many people, was a pretty life-changing. And the example goes a little bit, I will stretch it a little bit further than in the book. It's like, if you meditate and you have a friend that meditates and you perceive your friend as if that friend was truly going through some tough times. Let's say maybe um, he lost a person due to death or out of a relationship. And actually you as his close friend or her friend have the feeling this person should really grieve or be maybe feel, feel a certain tension in the system. But when you ask that person, you know, like, how do you feel this person would give you a very Instagrammy, oh, everything is good. Or as a guy, no, alles gut, alles gut, everything good. So it almost seems that people that do only meditate have certain character traits um, be, be overlooked. And to finish that intro and then hand over to you. And I'm really curious to hear some examples from your experience and background is I was not even able to feel anger up until maybe a handful of years ago, because it seems that this feeling or the process of feeling angry and setting healthy boundaries was so tightly locked and buried that it actually took quite a while to, to unlock a healthy response of clear boundaries and sometimes a healthy response of anger instead of like sitting it all away and smiling it all away. So this is one example out of spiritual bypassing and I'm curious to yeah listen in if you know the concept and yeah what are your experiences of spiritual bypassing in the various yeah backgrounds or just that one background felix that you have with um, buddhism zen buddhism i mean and i shared the story with you in person uh, privately yeah this 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 practice path um a more traditional practice path can can work for 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 some people and they they can blossom in it and and that's that's it and at the same time if you have and you mentioned the concept of, of shadows and maybe to add to this um, trauma that's in your, in your life um it it can be hard even if you have nicholas you put it having the baseline of uh, witnessing what's going on it it can be very hard and even um, destructive in your life because the shadows uh, traumas you usually don't have and you indicated this in your case with um with anger you don't have access to that and then it can be can be really destructive 
especially if your entire environment um, said, tells you now you have to meditate um, in more intensively and uh, just stick with it. And I had um, in my context with the Zen tradition, yeah, examples of yeah people that used the really intense and and pure form, sometimes strict form of of Zen Zen meditation practice to 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 re reenact their Catholic traumas mm. and. Um, to, to feel miserable and um, to hurt their own bodies. In other cases, uh, yeah, psychotic, depressive people, um, alcoholic people that were suggested that yeah, just just meditating more um, would, would be the solution. And it obviously didn't um, didn't seem like that at least at least to me and yeah so spiritual bypassing is very very easy for oneself practicing because meditation in itself is a form of uh, stabilization but um, is if this stabilization isn't you don't use the stabilization for um, looking very closely at, at yourself and then um allowing letting go of control allowing whatever comes up come up the washing machine that you mentioned nicholas and have it as as the basis as as the vessel to have a an, a chemical image for for the transformation for for the healing um, it only gets a mean to to stabilize um, the status quo for yourself namely being dissociated from 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 the pain from 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 the hurt from trauma from 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 shadow material then it gets really problematic for yourself and if you are then in a in a community that reinforces it forces this by telling you yeah meditate more or it's something about your bad ego that you struggle and let go of the ego then it gets even more severe and sometimes um yeah in my estimation can be really really destructive and what are some of your experiences Nicholas? yeah no i love that you know um one of the pillars of like all the three pillars of good meditation are focused attention open awareness and kind intention and I think especially with the last one, we really struggle also to cultivate it within ourselves, kind intention, you know, um, and especially in traditions where just a hard practice is being, you know, is being seen as, as the one thing that can really help you. I find this often, and yeah, I, there, there are quite a lot of stories of people that go into a kind of tradition where they, there's kind of a, a harshness there and then um, and they're being, yeah, and they see certain childhood traumas kind of being taken on and, and, and taking their own role and um, even abuses of power, etc. And this is why I find that there, there is a danger of getting lost in this jungle of mindfulness. And... Um, 
I personally think there is um there's four things that are really important. The one is waking up or like having great experiences and training your mind and regulating yourself. But then there's also the growing up. Like, you know, you have to actually kind of lift your, you know, you have to kind of move, move, move up with your, now that you see more, you have to also grow up as a person. And then you have to clean up. And that also sometimes means like, oh, wait a second. The, I see my own traumas or I see my own vulnerabilities. Hey, can I, can I now go, go, can I, can I clean this up maybe with someone who's a professional? And then there's the fourth part, which I find even more important is the show up is like, how can I then show up for others? And it's so easy. It is so easy to see spiritual bypassing in other people. It's so almost impossible to see it in yourself. So you need to get good people around you that can tell you, Hey, honestly, that was not the right answer right now, you know? And, but if you really do it right, it just, looking into yourself means becoming more human. So for example, in the last two, three years, I've kind of made friends and, and I became even more accustomed to see jealousy, anger, and especially anger arising. And I, and, um, and pity, self-pity. And so in some ways I I became more friends with it. And if people shared about their experiences, I became more curious about it. So I feel like even if you, you know, if you train meditation, whatever, you sometimes you you're only five minutes ahead at times in terms of self-regulation, but that makes doesn't make you less human. Even it makes you even more perceptive to emotions and so on. So I feel like I became more vulnerable even through that, you know, and, and, but also far more curious about like the, I don't know if, if other people experience things that are, that are so deeply human. I don't really know. So it feels like almost like a good, good wrapping of the whole conversation, just like waking up. So this, aspect to wake up to both enlightenment the eternal nature of every moment you know born from now into now into now so the the waking up moment the the growing up uh, part uh, which i would say is definitely like this more mundane experience of us not uh, living in a monastic setting. Most of us have to earn money, live relationships, uh, get to grips with a, a healthy um, sexuality or whatever. Um, the, the cleaning up part, which I feel refers um, mainly to the shadow aspects of our psyche, be it addiction, abuse, trauma, uh, or also abusing uh, others, and then the showing up part. So I have the feeling if we if we stay with these four mentioned uh, aspects uh, towards uh, the end of our dialogue, I really have the feeling this could be one of the um, yeah takeaways for our audience. And maybe in between these like four, I would not say it's it feels more like four. Uh, 
parts of a wheel because they are all intertwined. Um, yeah. Are there some recommendations uh, that you give? Because I will give some recommendations, but uh, I will uh, I will hand over to either Felix or Nicolas to yeah comment on that. No, really comment because um, these these what I mentioned are, are quite a good summary. Uh, more more a question about um, what do we feel how does this relate to the initial question that we started with um, about debunking meditation? I'm happy to go with that, but maybe Nicolas wants to go first. Yeah, I think the showing up part is so beautiful. Is um, we shouldn't like it, it, uh, today. Stephen Batcher gave a beautiful lecture to us about the the life of the Buddha, and it it seems like if we reconstruct reconstruct what this man was about, it was all about almost Obama like going into communities, constructing communities, helping people of all different paths you know and swords and and from drunk yards to you know that guy who has the pigs etc you know three monks that wouldn't even listen to him so he just walk away you know so it's kind of actually it's that if you have checked if you have a little bit of i don't know if there's something you can help to assist others go out there and do something you know don't go away and do a crazy Instagram post where you're bitching about the world. No, try to understand how the world works and um, read, talk with scientists, experts, whatever, and especially become an expert of, of your own field and help out. Everything else is just like, what the fuck are you even doing? You know? And I think that's my biggest problem right now with, with the spiritual community is like, are you a change for the better or not? And my my mother, who's the least spiritual person in the world, is a, is a nurse who's helping people right now. Um, it, it, I don't know. Ever since I grew in my in my childhood till now, and she's now in a, in a retirement home. She's helping people just ease until the end of life. And there's never been a sentence or a word about I don't know going away from this responsibility. And I sometimes hear the grand words and blah, 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 you know, from, from people in, in the spiritual world. But I, I lack this action of going and helping people where that's needed, you know. And I honestly, I think there's three fingers pointing back to me when I say those things. Uh, and yeah, I might be failing in that regard most of the times as well, you know. It's just, I find the most important part of all. I don't know if it's already the closing words, but I'm obviously like the most polemic guy in, in, the, in the room of the three of us. So um, debunking meditation for me definitely means that sugarcoating bullshit in the literal sense. So you, you know, you have bullshit and then you put sugarcoat on it doesn't make it like truly like more meaningful. Um, I don't think that injecting more mindfulness, even if it's a layer deeper of Mac mindfulness into, for example, 
companies that by definition already have an extractive business model, I mean, I advocate as an agent for radical systemic change, really makes sense. Unless that obviously these people come to grips with the fact that they're supporting an extractive business model and leaving the company or changing the business model. So that's definitely like one thing that I want to put in the middle. Um, secondly, the recommendation for maybe counterintuitively people that do a lot of meditation um, and they become, for example, a coaching client. Usually I tell them, stop meditating for a bit, do psychotherapy, that's it, right? On the other hand, if people come from with a background of like psychotherapy and they have like looked a lot into their shadow, muddy, murky, depressed, contracted parts, you know, then I say, maybe you stop therapy for a moment and you gather some beautiful peak experiences and oneness experiences. And um, I really had... I don't know if it's a big aha moment, but when when Nicholas was talking about this waking up, growing up, cleaning up, showing up, um, it literally feels almost like a wheel with four parts where sometimes we're at different stages in our life and sometimes we need to focus more on certain aspects. And to finish that off, it almost feels like closing words. I certainly have this feeling after having done a lot of waking up, a lot of growing up and a lot of cleaning up in the last 14 years or so. For me, my focus is primarily showing up. This does not mean I don't continue the, the cleaning up uh, or growing up or uh, part. But for me in my life, phase is definitely most about the showing up. For others, it might be exactly the opposite. They had a lot mm. of showing up, so maybe it's time to clean up a bit or grow up a bit. Mm. Yeah, happy to hand Felix, over. Felix, I would. Thanks, Alistair. I would love to hear your. Do you do you want to say the last words and your 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 take on debunking and and maybe some suggestions? I'd be super curious. Yeah, yeah I. I'd leave it with Ali's closing word and yeah, I just want to thank you for, for the conversation, guys. Really enjoyed that. Thank you, guys. That was really beautiful. And I hope to, yeah, three Germans speaking in three, English. Three Germans with a brutal German accent now closing. Yeah. Thanks, Nicolas. Thanks, Felix. Jawohl. There's more to talk about it another time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you very much. Buonanotte, everyone. Ciao.